0: When you're dealing with conditions like Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, it feels like a constant state of eat this, not that. Should I be gluten-free or grain-free? What are the ingredients in that? Can I even have those ingredients? Am I having a reaction to that food? How do I know if I'm having a reaction to that food? It's constant, right? There is so much to consider when it comes to eating for your health in a way that supports and heals your Crohn's and colitis. But there's one majorly important and yet simple thing that you have to know about eating for your IBD. And I can't believe we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. And it has absolutely nothing to do with what foods are good for your gut and what foods aren't. Yet it's still ultra important. It has to do with food and it's often overlooked. This is a juicy one and we're gonna dive in right after the intro. welcome to the episode I hope you can take a load off and join me for a little while today while we sip some tea maybe whatever beverage it is you're drinking today and just enjoy this space together I am grateful to have you with me today I am in my podcasting space in my office and I've got my black sweats on with my Wicked t-shirt. Not Wicked, like Wicked cool, Wicked, but Wicked the musical, you know, the musical. I can't believe it, but I saw Wicked in London with Indina Menzel way before Frozen. This must have been, I wanna say 2005, 2006. I had no idea who she was, at the time, but I knew just hearing her sing, I knew it was the best voice I would ever heard of in my whole life. What, wow, just what a powerhouse, right? How about you? What are you doing today? Are you rushing about? Are you taking care of the kiddos? Are you taking care of yourself maybe with some downtime, whatever you're doing? I just hope that you're doing it in comfortable clothes like me. Because IBD gals, we deserve some comfortable clothes time. Can I get an amen for comfortable clothes? Okay, my dear, let's get into it because we have a different episode today. You know the Cheeky Podcast. It is the place to be for all things IBD food related. And with all the gut healing diets we've talked about on this podcast... What more is there to say? Haven't we covered it all? Well, first of all, I have to say no. I can't imagine we could ever cover it all. There is so much to say on the topic of food and IBD. So we'll keep doing that. But today, I want to go in a completely different direction. A direction that doesn't care what eating plan you're on. A direction that has nothing to do with what you eat, but has everything to do with how you eat, because how you eat, it is just as important as what you eat. It's a topic we've yet to dive into, but it's a big one and it can have instant and profound effects on each and every one of your IBD symptoms, top to bottom, inside to outside the body. And the important how you eat topic I want us to tackle today is... Chewing. Yep, you heard me right. Chewing. Okay, I know this is not the sexiest topic and I have to start off this episode with a warning, a little disclaimer warning here. You're gonna hear words today like saliva and mucus and I promise you I'm gonna say them as little as possible And I'll try to make this episode as short and sweet as I can because nobody wants to hear those words over and over. But when it comes to Crohn's colitis and living as healthy as we can, it's just like that P word that sometimes we have to dive into sometimes. You know the one I'm talking about. Occasionally, saliva has to come up in the conversation too because one thing that I've learned in my 35 plus years with IBD, is that the more comfortable we get talking about digestion from mouth to anus, the healthier we'll be. So we'll grin and bear it together because the chewing part of digestion, yes, chewing, that's actually a part of digestion, it's just as important as the pooping part of digestion. If you've ever taken a biology class in high school or maybe you even took anatomy and physiology in college, you probably remember hearing that digestion begins in the mouth. But actually, if you want to get really technical about it, digestion starts before we even put something in our mouth. Think about your favorite food. What is that for you? What is your favorite food? For me right now, and it tends to change, right? It shifts depending on my mood, the season. Right now, I'd have to say it's a toss up between there's this amazing veggie omelet. I cannot get enough of it. I've been making it every day lately. It's made from eggs, of course, it's an omelet, but they're right from the chicken, fresh eggs, with all of my favorite veggies in it, and it's delicious. So that's probably one of my favorites. And then the staple favorite for me is Chateaubriand. It's this really great cut of steak. It is so tender that it just melts in your mouth. It's like butter, it just melts, it's awesome. In just thinking about those foods, it's already doing it. Actually, it gets my salivary glands working. What food does that for you? What is your favorite food that just does that for you? Proteins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and of course, mucus. And I promise, I promise you that is, the, that's it for that word. We're not going to say that again. But all of those things, they're found in your saliva. And they're all the beginnings of digestion. Just the simple act of you thinking about that favorite food you love or smelling the aroma of food, it starts digestion in your body before you even take a bite of food. Salivary amylase, that's one of those digestive enzymes, it helps break down food in your mouth to prepare it for its next stage on the journey to begin being used as nutrients for energy in your body. Now, if you're dehydrated when you eat, this process, it just cannot work as efficiently as it normally would. So tip number one for mindful chewing to help your IBD is to make sure that you drink plenty of water throughout the day. It actually helps your mouth digestion break down your food more efficiently so that you can then use those nutrients for health and energy. Our bodies being designed, it's so amazing, right? Our bodies are designed so amazingly. We already instinctively know how to break down the fat, the protein, and the carbohydrates in our food to provide our body with those nutrients that we need. And of course, I have to, probably goes without saying, but of course we know for us with Crohn's and colitis, this whole process, it's a little bit more complicated because breaking down and absorbing of nutrients, it's a little bit more challenging for us. But our, let's just say in theory, our body knows what to do. It does, it knows what to do. Of the proteins, the fats and the carbohydrates that we're breaking down in the food we eat, the carbs, they take the most work. Which is why carbohydrate digestion and the starch breakdown of those carbs, it starts earlier. It starts in the mouth. These broken down starches, they turn into sugar that our body can then use for energy. And the more we chew these foods, the sweeter they become. I have to say that one more time. The more we chew these foods, right, because it's breaking down into sugars, the sweeter they become. So that's definitely an incentive to chew your food well, because we all like that sweet taste in our mouth. Now, if you're thinking, all of this talk about carbohydrates, it just doesn't even pertain to me, because I don't eat carbs, I'm on a low carb diet, right? I eat paleo or I eat this specific carbohydrate diet or keto, but think again, because even for those of us on gut healing diets that don't include grains like bread and pasta, we still consume carbohydrates. Remember that nuts, legumes, fruits, vegetables, they all contain carbohydrates. Well, of course, sure, have some, some have less than others, right? But even on a gut healing diet, you're eating some amount of carbohydrate. And the breakdown of that carbohydrate begins well before it enters your stomach or even your small intestine. It begins in the mouth. By the time you take your first bite of food, the saliva is already there. It's ready to start processing and digesting even as you complete the simple action of chewing. Now, I am sure for you, this is everything we've been talking about thus far. It may even be mildly interesting or possibly not (laughs) interesting to you at all. And you're probably wondering what does all of this have to do with Crohn's and colitis? The salivary glands, the digestive enzymes that amylase I was talking about. I'm so glad that you asked what does this have to do with anything because the answer is oh so much. When we take the simple but overlooked process of chewing our food seriously and we give our body the time chewing deserves, we've already broken down food we've made less work for the rest of our digestive system so that we can focus on healing, not fighting this inner digestion battle, which can lead to, of course, more inflammation, bacterial imbalance, and then dysregulated immune function. Instead, with proper chewing, your food has the power to digest easier, more efficiently, and then all of those nutrients digestion creates, they now have the power to become absorbed into your body so you feel healthy and strong from the inside out. It all starts with mindful chewing of your food, whatever food you eat, right? How you chew your food, it matters to the overall impact of how you experience your Crohn's and colitis. Does that make sense? I hope so because it's huge. It's a simple th- act, right? Chewing, right? But it's, it's huge. It can make a big difference. Just think about it. Let's just say that you're in a rush. You know the kind of rush that we moms are often in? It's after school, but it's before the soccer practice or just fill in the blank with whatever activity your kids are involved in. It's before soccer practice. It's before that rush. When your kids are hastily, they're getting their homework done. You're trying to find that practice uniform. You finally find it. It is stuffed under. Of course, it's not in their dresser. It's under the dresser. And much to your chagrin, they never put it in the laundry. So it's smelly and it's dirty. And now you're running around because you have to get it in a quick wash cycle in the washing machine all while you're cooking dinner and on top of that you're probably yelling out answers to questions to kids that are two rooms over right because they're trying to finish their homework they're asking you questions like hey mom how do you spell stegosaurus (laughs) or they're saying hey mom if I divide 587 by 23 which number goes in the inside bracket they're yelling that right? You know what I'm talking about. They're yelling that from the other room. And then this quick but healthy, let's just say, chicken dinner for tonight. It gets lovingly prepared by you. It ends up sitting on the table. It's 15 minutes before you need to rush out the door. I know you can picture this because it's your life so often, isn't it? Now picture that meal going down. Large chunks of food barely hitting the mouth before it moves on to the esophagus. Chewing. What's chewing, right? We don't have time for chewing. Stressed out eating environment. You're looking at the clock every two minutes. We're going to be late. We're going to be late. Your kid is saying it's not pretty for your digestion. It's not pretty for your IBD. So the first thing that I have to say before we even get into the meat of this chewing topic is that I am a busy mom too. I have three kids, so I get it. I hear you right now. You're yelling at your phone right now. You're saying, how could I possibly have the time to chew mindfully? So I want to say, first of all, that I get it. I get that your life is not perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. That scenario I gave you, it's probably happened within the last few days. And our chewing, it sometimes does need to be rushed. But here's the thing. Here's the important thing. The thing about gut health, and really, I have to say, really, it's about, it It could be about anything that you want to improve in your life. We have to have insight first and after insight, we can strive to do the best we can, but we have to have that insight first. So after all this information that you'll hear today about proper and mindful chewing, all of those things I'm going to share with you, if you end up with insight and insight only, Because let's face it, for most people, the quality of chewing their food, it's just, and then its impact on the health of your IBD, it's just not something that people really give much thought to. But after today, if you just make a promise to yourself to go for B plus mom chewing status, that is what I think seriously would be the best that any of us can hope for. It's not about perfection here. It's about insight and then just committing to I'm going to try for B plus with this. That's what it's about. So, okay, let's just say for argument's sake, let's say you're living in this perfectly balanced bubble of a no rush world, and I know you don't live there, but we have to start somewhere, we have to start there, and then you can then adjust to what works for you and your situation, and remember that might even dip, that might change depending on the day, as it often does, so let's say in a perfect world, what would chewing your food to help your Crohn's and colitis symptoms, what would that look like? Well, there's five general guidelines that I want you to keep in mind when it comes to chewing your food mindfully and properly. And then there's my before eating, during eating, and after eating tips to make sure chewing your food well becomes a habit before you know it. First, let's start with the five chewing well, chewing mindfully general guidelines. Number one, ideally, when we're talking about chewing, your aim is to strive for 30 to 50 chews for each bite of food. Now, I know your eyes just popped out of your head. You're like, what? I know that seems like a lot. But the next time you eat, I want you to count your chews. I bet you chew more than you realize. When I have clients try this experiment, they will usually tell me that they find they chew about 15 to 20 times for each bite that they swallow. So 30, it really isn't that much of a stretch. 50, now that is a lot. And remember, we're striving for B plus here, not perfect. Okay, so 30 to 50 times. Number two, chew until your food becomes liquidy in your mouth before you swallow. Have you ever paid attention to this? Have you ever paid attention to how liquidy your food is before you swallow? It's something that takes conscious thought, at least initially, but the more chewing, the more your food is broken down before you swallow, because this is the part that you actually have control over, the more you're going to initiate this digestion process. Super masticated food means less work for your esophagus, less work for your stomach and your small intestine, and then more absorption of those much needed nutrients for those of us with IBD. So chew until your food is liquidy and then swallow. Number three, eat as many meals as you can with family and friends. Studies show that when we eat with others, we actually improve our digestion. Not really a big surprise, is it? So maybe hectic weeknights, like, you know, like the one I mentioned earlier, that's not really the best example of how to make this work. But I want you to think picnics with friends, Sunday brunches with family, and as many family meal nights as you can manage. B plus, right? B plus work all the way. Not perfection, but B+. Number four, listen to your mama's wisdom. Your mama's wisdom of chew with your mouth closed. She was always telling you that, wasn't she? Less open mouth, less open mouth eating, it means less gas for you. And that's the gas that comes out of both ends, the burps and the farts. But when we keep our mouth closed, it's less gas. So keep your mouth closed while you eat. Tip number five, this is the last tip, and it's really your saving grace when you're in a hurry. And I have to add this one tip in here, especially for us busy mamas. When you are forced to eat fast, be sure you take deep breaths as you eat. This simple act, it makes you relax and take time to chew your food. You're not only going to get more nutrients from your food, but you'll enjoy the taste of your food more as well. Now, I said we were going to talk specifics. Those are your five general tips. Let's get into actual specifics. How do you make sure you are chewing your food slowly and mindfully throughout the whole meal? First up, first up, before you eat. Before you eat, number one, wash your hands. And of course, you're doing that because you want clean hands before you're touching your food. But also, the ritual of washing your hands before you eat, it signals to your mind that you're transitioning to a new task. One that has the potential to bring you health and well-being. Number two, turn off the TV, no phones, no other devices at the table. This is a great rule for mates, partners, as well as families in general. Turn your attention away from the distractions and into each other while you prepare to eat, even not just at the table, but while you're preparing to eat. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids, my husband and I, our kids, they suck with transitions. They literally do. To help them better transition from electronics that they're probably on to mealtime, we used to have our kids turn off their devices 30 minutes before eating. And I have to tell you, it really made a big difference in the energy that they brought to the table. And then their calm energy It always benefits your digestion, so win for you, win-win, right? Number three, set a clean and quiet table to eat. No one wants to eat with books or papers piled all around them. A clean table, it just sets the tone for a calm meal. Number four, light a candle and place it in the middle of the table. This could be for a special occasion. It could be for a date night, but it could also work for Sunday dinner or any dinner that you want to use a candle for. I don't know about you, but I love candles. I have a friend who always uses candles. They're always lit in the center of the table when I go to her house for dinner I am such a fan. I love candles. I love this extra special touch that she adds. It just soothes me when I'm there. I just want to give you one word of caution though when it comes to candles. Be careful with your meal candles because you don't want a scented candle overpowering and competing with the aroma of the food. So scented candles for away from food but when it comes to food at the table pick something that doesn't have a strong scent or even a scent at all number five take deep breaths for yourself before you sit down i really like the uh, the tried and true four seven eight breath it works great it's just super calming it centers your energy before you sit down. So the four, seven, eight breath, you probably have heard it before, but just in case it's breathing in for four seconds, holding it for seven, and then breathing out for eight. And I like to repeat that two, maybe four times before dinner because it's just calming, centering, then I bring the right energy to the table. Number six, say a prayer or have a moment of gratitude before you eat. Whether you're by yourself or with your family and friends, having a just a moment of grace or gratitude before you eat, it changes the whole demeanor. It just sets you up to have a well-digested meal. And I just love it when my family does this, when we do a round of gratitude at our dinner table, when we do it with my family. I find it to be... This really great jumping off point. It's like a jumping off point for conversation. It always leads to a positive dinner experience for us. Even with my rowdy boys, it, it just always seems to work. I love doing that. And then lastly, number seven, when you sit down to eat, think about your posture. When you hunt your shoulders you have a slouched posture, it doesn't make for good digestion. So straighten up those shoulders, align your posture, and then of course, remember when you're doing all of this to breathe. Okay, so those are your seven tips for before you eat. Now during the meal, here is your best way to help yourself chew those mindful bites, those 30 bites before you swallow. Okay, first, place a bite of food in your mouth, not too big of a bite. Simple, everybody can do that, right? Now, put your utensil down. Chew, chew, chew. And make sure it becomes liquidy. Next, it might even help you if when you're chewing, you put your hands in your lap, or maybe you even just clasp your hands together it keeps you from taking another bite until you have swallowed the bite that you're currently on. Next, consciously breathe as you eat. I don't know about you and you may not have even noticed this about yourself but it happens to me all the time. I often think to myself as I'm eating, I'll say, huh, I stopped breathing. I have to remind myself to breathe while I'm eating, especially when I'm feeling like I'm in a hurry. So it always helps me to just say, Karen, breathe. It just really calms my digestion down. And then, of course, be present. Be present, not not just with the people, but with the food. Be present with the food you're eating. How does it taste, smell, feel on your tongue? What memories or emotions does the food you're eating? What does that invoke in you? And of course, then be present with those around you. Enjoy the conversation, the laughter. Even the moments of silence. Because sometimes when we're with people we know really well, we can have those kind of moments as well. So enjoy all of that. Be present for all of that. And then lastly, during the meal, if you find yourself feeling distracted from what's going on, you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about the future, It's sometimes it's helpful to just deliberately look at your food. And if you find yourself still feeling distracted, I like to just close my eyes. Close my eyes for just a moment to just feel fully present with this meal that I'm having. And I know I know this sounds kind of weird or corny, but I've tried it. You should try it because it really does help. It really does help to just bring you back, bring you back into focus. Okay, you have had your meal prep time. You've done everything you needed to do there. You have gone through the meal Things have gone really well. And now after the meal is over, we want to ensure that after you've done your part, your body is now going to digest and absorb this food to your benefit. So what can you do now to make sure that happens? Number one, say thank you to the cook. Even if that cook is you, say thank you to the cook. Thank yourself. Pat on the back. This was a great meal. Really soak that in because It was. So it's all because of you. So enjoy that moment. And then number two, don't be in such a rush for everybody to go their separate ways. When you have a few minutes, take the time to just sit, to chat, to enjoy each other's company for a little bit. And I have to say that this is sometimes a weird area in my house because. For me, growing up in my big Italian family, we always sat. We always sat after we ate. Literally, we would just sit and sit and talk. We'd laugh, tell stories. Plates would sit there until eventually my grandmother, she would give everybody their marching orders for who was doing what to help clean up. But on the other hand, my husband's family, they never lingered while he was growing up. It was eat and then everybody gets up. And sometimes when we eat with them, I'm the only one left at the table because, well, I eat so slow, right? I'm that 30-bite girl, so (laughs) I eat slow. And even though we've tried to come to a compromise and kind of blend both of those in our family, I can really tell just how antsy my husband gets when my family is over so he'll tolerate it for a little while but eventually he's like all right enough is enough and he gets up and but the good news is that he'll start to do the dishes so it's really a win-win for everybody but yeah if you can linger a little bit enjoy that time together how long you linger that's something that you and your spouse can work out together lastly when you have time Take a walk or a stroll after you eat. It is so, so good for your digestion and your IBD. Help your body to process, digest, and then absorb the nutrients in your food that you just ate by moving your body around just a little bit. Of course, I'm not talking about taking a spin on the trampoline or going to do cartwheels. Oh my goodness, just thinking about that makes me want to run to the bathroom and throw up. No, no, no. We're not eight anymore. This is strictly stroll saunter time. It's a slow moving walk. It's just a moment to feel comforted. It can really help the gas and the bloating that happens to many of us after meals. It just helps to start the food moving along. All right, there you go, my dear. That is a wrap on chewing and intentionally eating in a way to help your body digest and absorb your food so that it has a positive impact on your Crohn's and colitis. With all the gut healing diets out there, with all of the hype, eat this, not that, chewing and eating with mindfulness it's something that so often gets overlooked because we're always thinking about what do we eat, not how should I eat. And I started eating this way years ago and I have to tell you, it's been game changing for me. Like capital H, huge change. I don't know how this lands for you. I'm not sure how this whole episode has landed for you, but it's, it might just seem like just another daunting task to add to the already piled high list of things that you're doing for your IBD. And I do get that, but I promise you, just like the way that I eat now, chewing and eating mindfully, it's become second nature to me. I never have to think about it. I never have to think to myself, how many bites did I have? It just happens. And I know it's 100% habit because I'm the last person at the table finishing eating. It's okay to be that person. In fact, I think it's awesome to be that person. So chew well, chew mindfully. Think about some of the tactics that we went over today. Keep the ones that fit for you. Let go of the ones that don't. Just think about what we went over today. Remember, it's that insight and being a B plus mom. Those things are going to have the positive impact for you on how you feel. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon.